What's up? What's happening, everybody? It's your favorite political podcast, Thinking Logically, and we are back. We've had our fans clamoring for another episode, asking us, when, when is the next episode coming out? There's been so much going on, and I said, it's coming, don't worry. And here we are. Um, I am the Podfather, joined by uh, the good doctor, Dr. Corsi. Joe, congratulations. We did it. The pandemic is over. Officially over. Finally. After how many months, how many years, finally over. We don't know how we did it, but it's over. It's over. We don't know how we did it. You're right. But uh, we want to thank President Biden for for uh, declaring this um, on 60 Minutes on Sunday in his interview with uh, esteemed journalist Scott Pelley. So, um, yeah, it is officially over now, according to President Biden. And uh, I think the White House began walking this back immediately after. The, the uh, second. The second after. They immediately. Because, r- real quick, the comparison is, if you ever watch The Office, it's like when Michael Scott just walks out in the office and says, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> like, that, that's not how any of this works. We've had rules set in place. You force children to wear masks in school all day long. Like, no. Yeah. No, it's not how it works. And at least the White House had the sense to to immediately come out and clarify. And we can get into that whenever. But well, the branch Davidians were were freaking out uh, about oh. this announcement that the pandemic was over, because believe it or not, there are people out there that still are obsessed with wearing masks and social distancing um, and things like that. So, in, in Biden's defense, I mean, he is he is right. I mean, you know, people aren't acting like we're in a pandemic. People's behavior isn't becoming of a pandemic anymore. So we've been living our lives pretty much normally here. You know, most of us, at least in in our circle, uh, for the last several months. Uh, So, Joe, what do you have on this topic? I I mean, just 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 think about what you just said. He's he's actually right. It is over. No one's about. So that's what ends it. The fact that everyone just quits playing the game. Like I've been saying, as soon as everyone quits playing the game, it's it's over. Everyone quit wearing masks. Everyone got sick of the testing. All the vaccinated people start coming down with COVID. So they were probably scratching their heads saying, what, what the hell's going on here? So people just got sick of it. And this administration, who hasn't done a thing right in two years, in my opinion, has no choice but to just completely jump ship on COVID and leave everyone that was, like you said, a branch COVIDian. Just, just on the ship, on fire, in the middle of the ocean. Let, let's play the video real quick of him just wandering around the Detroit Auto Show where the average car is probably $50,000 that an American can't really even afford. And he's just aimlessly walking around. And this is the video. This president, first Detroit Auto Show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's what the pandemic is over. Okay, here's my problem with COVID. We just fired 800 teachers in New York for not being vaccinated. Correct me if I'm wrong. And the FDA just issued an emergency use authorization after conducting tests on what? Five mice? Five mice. Correct. <laughs> I mean, check that number. It might have been a dozen, but it, 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 actually, I think it was single-digit mice. Yeah. For what? For for if you get if you get sick. You have a ninety nine point nine 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 five, but we're gonna we're gonna just shoot this stuff that was in uh, single digit mice into people's bodies. That's the problem here. That's one of the many problems, actually, if you think about it. That they just updated the, the boost. The well, I don't even know what you want to call them now. Vaccines. What, is, what are boosters. they exactly? Yeah. So 
<laughs> so now we have these updated Wait, boosters before you get with Omicron. Go ahead. How, how do they know what's what? Testing the to say what booster with an update for, for the Omicron. It's so confusing, and they don't they don't get any information. How are these variants detected? How do you know who has what variant? Where are they tested at? Is it basically just another test to determine which variant? It's 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 Santa Claus and Easter bunch stuff, among other things. Yeah, so we have it is. Yeah, I mean we have other things in place right now that should be going away, because because if the pandemic is truly over like it was declared to, then we have other things, other certain laws, uh, mandates, um, you know things like that that should be dropped immediately. Correct. Uh, Well. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. Like the return to Mexico stuff, that, that's like a good thing, COVID policy, as far as our border. And Biden is using that to send people back to Mexico, which is a good thing. If that ends, that's bad for the border. But at the same time, the student loan relief, that was based on, was that on pandemic? Money? I believe so. Um, the student loan, well, the they already said that's over with. So as of the end of December, um, the interest-free payments will go away. Um, so you, the student loans, will, will, the, the interest will kick in in 2023. So, and, you know, you could argue that was a good thing, but apparently a lot of, a lot of borrowers weren't paying on their loans because of the forgiveness period. Now, for example, my wife, who went to school for seven years, she's, she was paying this entire time because it was interest-free. So all of that was going on the principal, you know, but we had the, the means to do that. So, um, yeah, like you said, uh, there are some good and there are some bad. But what else do you have on this? Okay, so like you said, he, he came out and he made this on, on 60 Minutes. It's a, it's a taped interview. They, they, they had to know what he was saying at least 8, 12 hours before it came out. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not Mr. Hollywood over here, but correct me if I'm wrong. And they just seemed completely unprepared. And they had to, to rush your girl out, Corrine uh, Jean Pierre, out here across all the morning shows. Let's just play a clip here. I think this is like a minute and 48 seconds where she basically says, let's step back for a second. When he made those comments, he was walking through the Detroit car show. Like, what are you saying? He just wasn't paying attention to what he was what, what, like. Just listen to the last 60 minutes interview said that the pandemic is over. There's been quite a bit of pushback to that uh, statement by the president. Where, where is he today on that? So just to step back for a second, what we saw during that interview, uh, 60 minute interview, when he made those comments, he was walking through uh, the, the Detroit uh, car show, the halls of the Detroit car show, and he was looking around. We have to remember the last time that they had held that event was three years ago. Even as we're talking about Unga, the president's going to speak shortly, as I just mentioned, we that hasn't been held in, in person. So real quick, because there's still about a good minute and change left. The, the first excuse she's going with is this, this our president is just so confused, but yet mesmerized by by cars like a child playing with matchbox cars that, that he just wasn't paying attention to anything that the reporter was was asking him, was just agreeing with whatever he said. That's what she's going with right here. For those of you that, that can't understand what, what she's saying, because it is hard. <laughs> now, I guess we'll let her go on. 
uh, three years as well. So we are in a different time. He's been very consistent about that. And the reason why is because we are now prepared. We are now ready. We know how to deal with uh, this pandemic. It is now... Wait, we're, we know how to... In January, people were running around outside in zero degree weather like chickens with their heads cut off looking for a COVID test. And they were all vaccinated. <laughs> but let's continue on. Manageable. It's not as disruptive as it's been uh, in the prior in the prior years. And so and it is because of what this president has done on day one. If you think about day one, he made everyone wear a mask for 100 days. We'll continue. We were when he walked in. 3,000 people were dying a day. That has come down 90%. You think about schools were closed. Now schools are open. Think about businesses were Okay, that's like saying I, I shut down your restaurant and I allowed your restaurant to open. This is, this is hilarious. Now businesses are open, and it's because of the work that this administration has done. Now, what he has been very consistent about is that we have to continue to have a front foot on this so we have the funding so that we are ahead of this, of any other, you know, as we look at future vaccines and future treatments, we need to make sure that we are yeah, ready. Yeah, because we'll trust those ones in the future. As we're talking uh, the backdrop of UNGA, uh, as we're leading globally as well. So saying theme of the president's interview the other night, uh, he also said, I guess we'll read this too, he was asked about inflation and he downplayed. Oh, we'll get into inflation later. But that's like, you were talking about going to the gym earlier, Mark, before, before we hopped on this call. That's like me being your trainer and, and, and you're with me. And all of a sudden, like leading up to summer, you put on 30 pounds. And at the end of summer, you drop 10 of those pounds. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm like, where's my money? Where's, where's my credit? Yeah. What is going on? Like, why did they even trot her out here to talk like this? It makes them look worse. They don't care, obviously. I mean, they they think that she must be the greatest thing ever because they keep letting her speak uh, to the media. And I don't know. I don't get it. But um, it, it's unbelievable how they just walk things back as soon as, as soon as things come out, you know, from the president. So... Also, he, in that interview, he also committed to, and we're not done with this topic, but he did, he did commit to defending Taiwan if China were to attack them militarily. So that's way bigger than just saying, hey, COVID's over, the pandemic's <laughs> over. Like saying, saying we will go to war for this little island 7,000 miles away. Yeah, we're going to go to war. People die. I mean, did we not learn any lessons from Afghanistan? Apparently not. Apparently not. But I, I find that... it weird. We still have no idea where the virus came from. And it's not like we're trying to get that answer anytime soon here. It's like they want you to just memory all this. For, forget about it. Shut up. The pandemic's over. Thank us later. Let's let's just let's just move on. But what are we moving on to? We let's have an election to... coming up in seven weeks, Joe. So if the pandemic is over, then... Uh, no excuse mail-in uh, voting should that's, that's also the be that's also a great, gone. That is a great point. That needs to be hammered home every day. Fox News should be hammering that home every day. They, they claim to be a conservative network. Um, wh what are we doing? Why, why do we need mail-in voting at all? Yeah, and I have an article on, on related to mail-in voting later on in this episode. So uh, we'll, we'll get to uh, what they call pre-canvassing uh, in just a little bit. So uh, do we have anything else on this topic here? Uh, related to the pandemic being over. No, nope. all we know is, like I said, the virus supposedly came from China, but oddly enough, 
so did our country's public health policy in fighting it. It's just scary. Correct. Correct. All right. Um, we're going to move on here. Uh, we had a we had a marathon episode last uh, last week, and uh, we're going to try to get this keep this under an hour today. But uh, our next topic uh, is um, related to migrants. And I saw a T-shirt on Instagram that said DeSantis Airlines bringing the border to you. (laughs) Uh, And and this relates back to uh, the migrants that are coming over um, illegally across the U.S.-Mexico border, across the southern border, which if, if you don't think if you don't think we are being invaded in our southern border, you need to think again, because this country is undergoing, as we speak, an invasion on the southern border. So it goes back to these migrants that are coming across. And we've seen Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, uh, bust a lot of these migrants up to Washington, D.C., and New York and places like that. And now we see that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, uh, our guy, uh, what he flew them up to or, or, or transported them somehow up to Cape Cod or in Martha's Vineyard. Joe, what do you have on this one? Okay, so oddly enough, I was uh, in Cape Cod that weekend for a beautiful, beautiful wedding, amazing wedding. We'll, we'll, um, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit later. But these uh, these illegals were taken to Martha's Vineyard. You figured they'd be treated amazingly, but no, they were put on a bus and eventually wound up on a military base in Cape Cod. But moving back, this is the stuff we used to always joke about a few years ago with, with illegals. Send them to Nancy Pelosi's house, send them to Cory Booker's neighborhood, send them to Martha's Vineyard. Well, it's, it's actually happening. Let's play a video real quick of, uh, again, our, our favorite press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, over here, about illegal immigrants going to Martha's Vineyard. How the president reached out to any of these governors? So here's the thing, and I was asked this question earlier today. I don't know why we would reach out to a governor or governors who are clearly playing a political game, right? Something that they're doing not to find a solution, but to literally put, literally put people's lives at risk. Okay, let's let's go. People's lives at risk. There are people's lives at risk at the border. There's people's lives at risk that that are illegal immigrants coming over here, crossing the border that could have been sealed with a wall for four billion dollars. That we that, that kind of money we sent to Ukraine thirty times over. Um, again, are there fifty job openings in Martha's Vineyard? There was fifty illegal immigrants. I think forty eight. You're telling me that island couldn't find room for forty eight. Imagine. The underpasses and overpasses in, 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 in Texas, where we watched all those people in, they, they look like the children look like little burritos with the tinfoil blankets or whatever underneath there. The people stacked up in trucks that are literally melted inside, like, like, like spiced up meat. Yep. I, I mean, this is sickening for this administration to just blame it on the person that's, again, like I said, I, I, I'd rather the border just be closed. I, I like the idea of flying them to liberal cities and, and places like that. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, you're just, the, the island's not that bad because there's nowhere to go on an island. But busing these people to D.C. and liberal cities, it, it is going to be a problem in the future because they're just deeper into our country. The border just needs to be shut. So wait, you actually went up to, you actually went up to Cape Cod for a wedding. I actually thought you were going up there uh, 
to investigate um, DeSantis's flying of the uh, illegals up there. So no, I, I should have. I, I didn't. Honestly, I did not think they would get rid of him that quick. It, it was literally the the day after. Yeah. And to ship them to a military base, it seems. Cru- I mean, if if the last administration would have done that, it would have been cruel and inhumane. So so let's go back and, and recap this. So so Ron DeSantis flew illegal migrants up to Martha's Vineyard. And I mean, obviously, with only 50 flying them up there, it's not a big deal. Um, I mean, it's, it's a blip when I say not a big deal. It's a blip on the radar compared to how many are pouring in over the border every single day. I told you guys before, if you're going to vote on one issue in this election, it has to be the southern border. Do you want a country that's being invaded every single day by migrants from Central and South America? Is that what you want? Is that the United States of America you want to live in? The United States has been, by far, not even close, the most generous and welcoming and hospitable to migrants and to immigrants that the world has ever seen. It's not even close. There's not even a close second as to how the United States uh, treats immigrants and migrants compared to everyone else. Um, So... With that being said, we can't sustain, we can't sustain the numbers that are pouring in over the border every single day. Go ahead, Joe. Well, no, hang on here because this, for the Pennsylvania listeners out there, this election for governor matters. This is why you got to vote for Doug. You got to vote for Doug because I'll read you an article right here. They're they're coming to Pennsylvania too. Biden has been flying. You may not know this. Biden has been flying illegal immigrants to places in Pennsylvania. I mean, this is an article from Fox News from January 4th. Um, illegal immigrant flights came in on, uh, to Wilkes-Barre Airport on Christmas. I mean, and you can see them getting on a bus. And this isn't, the, it, it, this isn't the only time it's happened. And if they're coming to Pennsylvania, they're coming to other states. But you could stop this with a vote because I don't think Doug Mastriano would allow stuff like this to happen. I right. think he would ship them right back. So, He's for border security. So, so Ron DeSantis is... is you know, playing a little bit of a political game here by doing this. He's making, but, but he, what he's to. doing, what he's you doing have is, to. Huh? you can't just lay down. You can't just lay down. You have to fight fire with fire at this point. You have to, but he's making a statement saying you have to do something with this. And you know what it did? It got national media attention. It got national media coverage. And it's, it's letting people know that number one, he's not going to take it. Greg Abbott isn't going to take it. Somebody do something about the border, but we have a vice president who said the border's secure. We have a secure southern border. And this is why we're a podcast like this is here, because you, you look at CNN and MSNBC, even Fox News a little bit. They're going to give you the argument that this is a bad decision by DeSantis and this is this is dangerous, which don't get us wrong. It is. We're going to give you both sides, though. What else are you going to do? And it's 48 migrants. It's not like it's MS-13 gang members and they're on an island. OK. Yeah. Look. We're going to give you both sides of it. Like I said, do I love DeSantis doing it? No, because like I said, it just releases immigrants further into the country. But at some point you have to do something. You can't just lie down your entire life. I mean, and and let people walk all over you. And you have some information on actually who's behind um, this lawsuit against Ron DeSantis. Do you? Yes. Okay. So this is actually from the Daily Signal. So the person, uh, I believe, George Soros, basically, network, it's his network that's bankrolling the activist group suing DeSantis. And this is from the Daily Signal. Um, it's a nonprofit network um, that left-wing billionaire George Soros backs. And it's an activist group that basically 
he's he's bankrolling that's suing governor Florida governor Ron DeSantis. Um, like I said, we, you have to fight fire with, with fire here. What are you going to do? Just let your Florida and Texas just get overrun? You have to at some point bring shed light onto this. And I guess the best way to do it is to move them into liberal cities, move them into other places that make the other people uncomfortable. I don't know. Like I said, I don't love, I don't love the idea, but you have to do something. We in it for most of our listeners here that, that live in the north and the northeast. This issue doesn't affect us. But like you said, they're slowly trickling in um, to our state. But it'll be too late before you know it, it, it affects yeah. you. Think about the millions upon millions of people, of migrants. And they are people, but we'll label them migrants. To come here illegally, that the United States has no clue who they are, what they're doing, what their background is, nothing. They're just, they're just here. And the United States has no clue who they are. Imagine if just say we have, just say it's 10, 10 million illegal migrants. And that's probably being conservative. Just say there's a very, very small percentage of those people that are gang members, uh, criminals. Think about the havoc that's going to be, you know, wrought in these communities. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. And it probably is bad in certain areas, you know, especially along the border towns. But again, if you want a country that's being that that's being invaded and you're okay with that, then continue to vote Democrat in seven weeks in, in the in the midterms. But if you do not want a country who has millions upon millions of illegal migrants roaming around, then vote Republican. It's very, very simple to, to understand and break down. Go ahead, Joe. I mean, there's you, you hit the nail on the head. If you, yeah. if you don't have a border, you don't have a country. It's, it's that simple. Like right. that's that's what the, defines a country is the border. Oh my gosh! It's just, it's not. This is this is real simple. This isn't like rocket science here. I know. For most people, you know, it isn't. But people continue to vote Democrat and and continue to support open borders. But we will not permit that. At least not the way we're going to cast our votes. So hopefully all of you do the same. Um, like you said, you brought up a great point. If you don't have a border, you don't have a country. And right now we don't have a, we don't have a southern border. Not there. All right, let's move on to, and I hope she just goes after November. I, I, I'm praying, I'm praying that this happens. Uh, you have some uh, Stacey Abrams news. Um, for those of you that don't know, she is running for governor. She is the Democratic nominee for governor in the great state of Georgia. And she is running against Republican Brian Kemp. Who sucks. Uh, well, I, I can't stand either. But, I mean, my God, how could you? He is that? not, yeah, he is not, you know, an America first um, patriot. But um, he's better. He's the lesser of two evils. Um, so we do hope Brian Kemp pulls out a lead or pulls out a win. He is leading as of August 30th, his poll from the Trafalgar group as of August 30th. So that was about three weeks ago. Uh, he was up over 6% um, in the latest poll. So you have some Stacey Abrams news. She made the news talking about fetal heartbeats. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. I don't even know where I'm going to go with this in the end, because the fact check is the fact check on this video is what blew my mind completely. But um, reminder that 
Stacey Abrams does support no limits on abortion. So abortions, whatever, 40 weeks, she's fine with that. But this is a video from her where she actually says, there's no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It's a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's, woman's body. I mean, I'm not joking around. I'll play the video. There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a in case you thought I was like ad living there, no, that's literally exactly what she said. I mean, is she a science denier? <laughs> she might be a science denier. Okay, and then okay, and then before I begin anything, I, I want to go on the fact check. Um, and this is from Glenn Kessler, and he works at the Washington Post. He's their fact checker at the Washington Post. Um, and I don't know what FWIW means at the beginning, but for what it's worth, okay, for what it's worth, fetal heartbeat is a misometer. What the, what the hell? No, misnomer. Oh, okay. My, my thing's a misnomer. The ultrasound picks up electric, electrical activity generated by an embryo. The so called heartbeat sound you hear is created by the ultrasound. Not until 10 weeks can the opening and closing of a cardiac valve be detected by a Doppler machine. What? What the hell? First of all, for one, ultrasounds can't detect electrical activity, Glenn. But what about the heartbeats? How do they? Where's the fact check on how they oppress women? Can we fact check that? Because that's that that's confusing. And do not tell me there's not a heartbeat at six weeks. Do not. Now, not only did Stacey Abrams say that the heartbeat is is fake, but again, it's used to oppress women. And then I'll read you that fact check. And they're pretty much saying, well, technically, technically, she's right. But it gets better. It gets better. And we talk about, like, Orwellian stuff in, like, 1984 and how they change words and everything. This, this is from Ashley St. Clair on Twitter. Um, Planned Parenthood's website was quietly updated today to remove that a baby has a heartbeat at five to six weeks. Trust the science. No matter, no, how, no matter how many times we change it to fit our narrative. And I'll read it for you. Before, it said a very basic heartbeat in circulatory system development. That, that's literally what it says. After, a part of the embryo starts to show cardiac activity. It sounds like a heartbeat or an ultrasound, but it's not a fully formed heart. It's the earliest stages of a heart development. So it's a fucking heart. What am I missing here? I don't think you're missing anything. I can't believe the fact check. Like, we already have enough issues with fact checks going back to the Hunter Biden laptop. Like... They blew it all. And now you're going to tell me, because I, I literally just went through this 40-some weeks ago. You're going to tell me that, that what I heard was, I, I don't even know. What are they going with? They're saying, they're saying you're not hearing that. You're hearing an electrical sound. But an ultrasound doesn't pick up electrical sounds. That's correct. I, I, feel, like, I feel like we're in a different dimension. And, or, everyone's just messing with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're pretty much spot on with that, you know? So, um, I think we went for our, I, I was asking my wife when we went for our first, the Doppler heartbeat and she couldn't really remember. I thought it was, I thought it was around six weeks, but, um, she said it was probably closer to 10. So, um, nine, nine or 10. So, uh, you know, whatever, but why was this in the news now, Joe? That's my question. Why was this so prominently covered in the news? Well, number one, you have to, they have to rally around abortion. That is like their main bread. And what else do they have? 
going into the midterms. Na- name something that that's more of a rallying cry than abortion. It's almost like they, it's almost like they did the Roe v. Wade thing on purpose just to give them something to get the base riled up about. Uh, yeah. What what else do they have going into midterms, Mark? What do they have to rally around? The economy. Gas prices. Gas any like I said the 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 personal trainer analogy. It's yeah. Same thing with gas prices. Hey, by the way, I know I know gas prices went down a dollar the past hundred days, but they're still up fifty five freaking cents. Yep. And in yeah, but that's a whole other topic is gas prices, and uh, we are starting to see them level off and even tick up in some places. So if this was the bottom, and I don't want to switch the subject here, but if this is the bottom, you know, if we bottomed out with gas prices and there's still only, you know, 370, 380 a gallon pretty much, and now we're on the way back up, that's not good. Um, but we have, we have inflation, we have interest rates, we have gas prices. I mean, you could talk about a whole host of things that they have going against them in November. And you see the polls are starting to reflect that. And we are going to talk about the polls um, in, in a second. But before we do that, speaking of trying to earn political points, speaking of a someone who has made it their life mission to go after and take down Donald Trump, uh, we saw a, a lawsuit filed by the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James. <sighs> That, after how many after how many failed attempts in this this year alone in 2022 yeah. to get him from the yeah. January 6th committee to this but continue on please I don't fully understand this lawsuit um, but I think it deals with it's a civil suit and I think it deals with fraud payments I, I don't even know if it's taxes or not but Donald Trump was named as a defendant um, Ivanka Trump Eric Trump Donald Trump Jr numerous other officers in the Trump organization. And from what I understand, uh, President Trump and his son, Don Jr., pled the fifth. And Eric Trump and Ivanka Trump did um, speak to investigators. And apparently there's some law in New York that says if you plead the fifth, then they could use that against you um, in, in a suit like this. So, Joe, before I get too worked up, just take it away. Okay. Um, from what I understand... He tried to inflate his net worth to get better rates on interest loans. I'll play you the video of what she said. It's about 40 seconds long. So, Donald Trump engaged in years of illegal conduct to inflate his net worth to deceive banks and the people of the great state of New York, claiming you have money that you do not have does not amount to the art of the deal. It's the art of the steal. There cannot be different rules for different people in this country or in this state. Former presidents are no different. And so today we are making good on that promise and our commitment. Because no one, no one is above the law. Yeah, I can think of a few people that are. Um, But... For starters, who who was wronged here? Was it the banks? Because I didn't see them file the civil suit. It was the attorney general from New York who has bias towards Trump filing it. So the banks weren't wrong. But even if they were, do do 
especially in today's day and age, do do you really think Trump fans and MAGA people are going to – this is going to be the one where they abandon Trump because he tried to cheat a few banks if he did? After all all of what banks have done to people in that kind of – especially today with inflation, you, you really think anyone's going to give a crap about this? And it's a civil suit. It's a civil suit. Real quick. It's a civil suit. Yeah. It's not even a criminal suit. You want to know why? Because she doesn't have anything. It's a show for her voters. It's all a show. It's all a show. And I want to read you um, a couple sentences here from this article from the BBC. And on the night that she was elected in 2018, uh, a former city councilwoman and public defender took aim at Mr. Trump. And I quote, he should know that we here in New York, and I in particular, we are not scared of you, she warned. She pledged to shine a bright light into every dark corner of his real estate dealings and every dealing demanding truthfulness at every turn. So she has been after Trump since the day she took office. Uh, and that would be for the last four years. Um, she made a comment she made at a debate in 2018 pledging to focus on Donald Trump and follow his money. I've also led Mr. Trump's lawyers to claim political bias. Uh, you think? She referred to him as an illegitimate president during her run for attorney general, proving that she has a political vendetta against him. They should just toss this lawsuit out immediately when, when you hear and read quotes like that. I, I mean, it, it's clear that she has, she's motivated to take him down. Uh, you know, if, if you really want to find something on somebody, you will. You know, whether this is that, I don't know. But why isn't it a criminal, criminal suit like you said? Why is this just a civil suit? And honestly, you're focusing on a, on a civil suit like this when you have literally an axe-wielding man at McDonald's getting bail that night after swinging an axe and breaking tables at people and threatening a woman. New York, not just the city, probably most of the state, and, and is a mess. It's a mess. What, what is she worried about this for? What, what am I missing? What am I missing? This is gonna, this is going to hurt them in the end, just like everything else. Well, what she's doing is, like you said earlier, she's running for re-election in November, and she's trailing in the polls to her opponent. So, of course, this makes perfect sense to bring this out now. I mean, anyone with a brain can figure that out. Drop this lawsuit seven weeks before an election. You know it's going to win you political points because you know um, probably maybe more than half the people in your state despise Donald Trump. So this gets not? them no new voters, though. This gets them no new voters. If anything, all it does is rile up the base. But it doesn't get them any new voters. Right. It riles up the base. It may bring moderates or independents over to her side. What, what, else, what else is there? I mean, you know, is it going to bring more people out to vote? More Democrats out to vote? Or is it going to bring more Republicans out to vote against her? Hopefully it's that. I don't know. I just think it's another witch hunt that's going to just implode. On we would honestly like probably give more attention to these things, but they are relentless in their pursuit of Donald Trump. It's just one after another. 
And the fact that this just continues to happen, I mean, since the day he took office, even prior to that, they haven't stopped, Joe. They haven't stopped. If they had all this stuff, they wouldn't even do a press conference. They would just go right there and serve it to him, or they would just keep it close to their their chest. The fact that they have to go out and do a press press conference and tell you everything, I mean, what kind of attorney general does that? Right. Well, again, you have to make a big show out of it, you know? You have to make a big show out of this. So... We're done with the show here. We want to move on to like real things. Yeah. We got an election coming up. Let's focus on things that matter, like the border. Like all, I, I could name ten things that does not even finish in the the college football top twenty-five. <laughs> right. All right. Um, we are going to go to um, some fresh polling from the Trafalgar Group. We have to give you guys a midterm update. Uh, again, we are barreling toward the epic, epic twenty twenty-two midterm elections that are about to go down. Um, first, out of Nevada, we have uh, Republican Adam Laxalt, as of yesterday, September 22nd, up four points over his opponent, Catherine Cortez Masto, with about four and a half percent undecided. So Adam Laxalt looking um, solid there in the great state of Nevada uh, or Nevada, depending on where you live. Uh, the Republican candidate for governor, Joe Lombardo, nice Italian name. He's up three points over his opponent, Steve Sisolak, with about 2.6% undecided. And don't forget, it was in Nevada where we saw a Democrat um, politician stab and kill a journalist. So let's not forget about that. Um, safety in America. Do you feel as safe in America as you did two years ago? Interesting poll from two days ago. 67.9% responded no they do not 27 percent said yes they do feel as safe as they did two years ago with five percent saying don't know um or after biden declared the pandemic over though (laughs) so if you live in a city you you would probably have to say no if you lived in a city and said yes then you're lying i mean you're the criminal you are the ones robbing yeah you said yes all right. Um, going back down to Kerry Lake. Uh, this was a new poll out four days ago, September 18th. As we said before and a hundred times, we are a Kerry Lake podcast. We love Kerry Lake. Kerry Lake, 50% um, in the polls right now. If the, if the election for governor were held today, for whom would you vote? 50% said Kerry Lake. 45.6% said Katie Hobbs, Democrat with 4.4% undecided. So looking good for Kerry Lake in Arizona. In one of the key Senate races in nationwide, and if we could flip this seat, Joe, we could get Blake Masters to defeat Mark Kelly and Herschel Walker to defeat Raphael Warnock. Maybe, just maybe, the Republicans take back the Senate. 52-48 if that happens. That's my prediction. Uh, I'll say 51-41. Uh, but either way, the Republicans are in control. If the election for the U.S. Senate were held today, for whom would you vote? 46.6% said Mark Kelly, the Democrat. 45.4%, so 1.2% behind Mark Kelly is Blake Masters with 5.3% undecided. You can guarantee that Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis will be campaigning in the great state of Arizona over the next two months up until Election Day. 
to get Blake Masters and Kerry Lake over the finish line in Arizona. Um, we can't forget about, and we'll get into this, but I want to mention it. We can't forget about Maricopa County. The um, question marks that uh, have arisen there, not only in, uh, you know, in 2020 and, and then just this past, uh, was it last primary or this past primary? Um, all right. Uh, Piet, if the election for governor were held today, for whom would you vote? Uh, 47.4% said Josh Shapiro. 45.4% said Doug Mastriano with 2.8% undecided. So uh, Doug Mastriano trailing by the slimmest of margins uh, here in Pennsylvania. But don't count Mastriano out. Diet DeSantis, as you called him. Don't count him out just yet. Um, I think this race will be tightened even more. And do I think Mastriano has an uphill battle? Yes. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens if that gets any tighter. Are they going to debate? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't see what. Yeah, I don't know. I think my opinion here on this one is if if the Rep- Democrats turn out in high numbers in like Philly, especially Philly, the suburbs, Pittsburgh, uh, Harrisburg, Master Shapiro wins. I feel like the media is doing a good job of painting him as a right-wing extremist. Um, you know, he is pretty far to the right, but is he a better candidate than Shapiro? I don't know. But, uh, but we endorsed him here in this podcast, Died DeSantis, and um, we hope he definitely wins. He, he's going to move to full flavor DeSantis, I think, sooner or later. He, yeah. He's, he's very, a very underrated candidate across everything, to how he talks um america first everything yeah and let's see here where are we pa u.s senate if the election for u.s senate were held today for whom would you vote and we have some we have some um information on on him in a little bit john fetterman hit 47.7 percent say john fetterman 45.9 percent say mehmet oz 1.8 percent trailing uh fetterman there in this poll 2.4 percent say they're undecided Oz, closing the gap on Fetterman right now. This is going to be extremely tight. I think it'll be one to two points tighter than Mastriano, Shapiro race. But I do think Oz can pull this out. I think it's absolutely realistic that Oz wins this race. My issue is going to be with this is the mail-in voting, pre-canvassing that we are going to look at here um, right now. Um, I think you have a mastery in a video though, before we talk about pre-canvassing. So go ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, it's about him on, on pro being pro-life for abortion. It was just a nice quick hit at the end. Um, we'll play it for you. Mark from the sound department. Where are you, buddy? There we go. All right. I mean, Fetterman said that he, he wouldn't name a single abortion restriction. Why won't they? They're so beholden to this radical vision of America by uh, Margaret Sanger. She wanted to use, Sanger wanted to use abortion as eugenics to remove Italians, African Americans, Latinos, anyone that didn't look like her. And uh, that's somebody celebrated by Joe Biden, somebody celebrated in, uh, you know, honored by my opponent Shapiro, somebody that Hillary Clinton considered a mentor. I mean, are you kidding me? Somebody, and let me lay it out for you. So my opponent supports abortion as it is right now in Pennsylvania. About 70% of the abortion clinics are in minority neighborhoods. Now, the African-American and the Latino population make up less than 20% of our state population, like 18%. But what's not talked about 
This eugenics is about half of our abortions, over half of our abortions in Pennsylvania are coming from the, that small part of our population. Uh, under mass strand, we're going to defend life because life matters. The final last thought here is Hillary Clinton is reputed to have asked um, Mother Teresa why there hasn't been, you know, a female president yet in America. And uh, I think uh, Hillary Clinton was hoping that Mother Teresa would say, oh, it's going to be you. But no, Mother Teresa, brilliant lady, a lover to better life, said you probably afforded her already. Oh! But Doug is right on everything he said, um, from, from Margaret Sanger to everything. I mean, she got her ideas, I think, or did Hitler get his ideas from her, I believe, about eugenics? Eugenics. All right. I'm actually not messing around. That, that, that actually is true. Um, the Nazis got a lot of their ideas from from us on that so interesting interesting all right um well, i have this article from the associated press talking about um in the, in the headline says mail ballot fight persists in key states sure to slow count all right that's the headline so what this is called is pre-canvassing this is going to wreak havoc on election night joe you know it is it's guaranteed to happen they're setting up the narrative for it. Oh, I yeah. mean, we are not going to know who wins these races. We didn't know who won between Oz and McCormick and Kathy Barnett for, what, at least two weeks until McCormick just suddenly withdrew his name. We have no idea what happened, actually. Yeah, we have no idea. It was within the margin of error, but we never figured it. We never got a recount or anything to figure Yeah, out. and who knows how McCormick would have pulled against Fetterman, but... We are seeing everyone, the, the Republican establishment and the base coalesce around Oz, which is nice to see. But this relates to pre-canvassing. Pre-canvassing is the term used when they count mail-in ballots before the polls close on Election Day. Okay. Guess what states do not have pre-canvassing? Uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin are crucial swing states that allow no excuse mail-in ballots but give local election offices no time before election day to process them. All right, this comes from the state legislature. This article goes on to say election workers' inability to do that work ahead of time means many of the mailed ballots may not get counted on election day. Delaying results in tight races and leaving a gaping hole for misinformation in lies to flood the public space. Um, so I was calling for this in a previous episode, Joe, where I said, all right, if you're going to do mail-in votes, then, then you need to have these counted before election day. And um, this is this pre-canvassing is the first step in processing mail ballots. There is a process that is um, taken by local election uh, officials and offices and things like that. Um, that allows them to verify voter signatures and addresses brought problems that could be fixed by voters. Once ballots are deemed valid, they are removed from the envelopes, another time-consuming task, so they're ready to be counted on Election Day. Um, but this does not happen in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. That's why we see this, this chaos that takes place in our state. That's why we have, and this basically is like a trickle-down effect nationwide, and this is why we look like a third world country when we're processing election results. This is why we don't know who wins on election night, because we have mail-in uh, ballots, one. And two, states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin do not permit pre-canvassing. Okay? Um, 38 states, including Republican-controlled ones such as Florida, Georgia, and Texas, allow mail ballots to be processed before election day. 
okay? Um, this is a, a point for Ron DeSantis that he likes to drive home in Florida, that they know who's going to win that election on election night. All right. I remember every election up until 20, what, 20, where we knew who won that night. Um, so we have a, 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 a congressman from Wisconsin saying counting the ballot should be driven by security, not speed. All right. Uh, sure. Why would we want to give bad actors the chance to see ballots prior to election day? Mm, so we don't have chaos at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night when you're dumping votes, you know, I, on, on our television screens. I, I could. OK, to pay devil's advocate, I, I can understand, though, because you start counting ballots a week before or even, even a couple of days before. But why not just get rid of universal mail-in ballots anyway? Like I, that's not absentee ballots either. That's that's different. We're talking about just everyone gets a ballot, you get one mailed to you. We, we just get rid of it. We don't need it anymore. Right. The pandemic's over. We don't need it right. anymore. It's gonna be this is gonna be a disaster no matter what way you do it. You yep. can't count early because people say they cheated. You can't count it late because they they just can't do it. And here's a and little then, nugget from Pennsylvania: the Republicans who control the Pennsylvania legislature have refused to allow early processing of mailed ballots unless it comes packaged with provisions Democrats don't want such as banning drop boxes. Hmm. Why would they want drop boxes banned? Uh, and expanding voter ID requirements, like showing your ID when you go to vote. Uh, sounds common sense to me. The Pennsylvania House Republicans, lead lawmaker on election legislation, said allowing counties to process ballots before Election Day must be combined with election integrity measures. Okay. Um, and this guy goes on. To, uh, he's actually Republican state representative, Seth Grove. Once a ballot is open, you remove the outside envelope from the ballot. You remove any ability to question anything in that election system. So you have to guard the front end of it a lot better. Um, so this is going to be again. I just wanted to bring this up. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin do not permit pre-canvassing. So um, we might not know who wins the race for governor uh, and Senate. For what do you think, Joe? What's the over/under on when we're going to f- find out a winner? Honestly, I'm going to go to the weekend. You're going to go weekend. I'm going to say ten days. It might be longer. Go over. Yeah. Do, do the prices right here. You have to. You have to go one over. Say Monday morning. I mean, just screw me there. Because yep. you know it's going to be forever. It's not. It is. Democrats but, are saying Pennsylvania. Democrats are saying that they um they don't want. They pushed Republicans to bring up a pre-canvassing bill without any poison pills, like what else would they were asking for? And the Democrat, this Democrat, Republic, um, State Representative Scott Conklin said this, that bill will not run. Why won't it run? Because if it runs, it takes away the conspiracy theories. It takes away the fact that what they're saying is nonsense and not true. So what they're saying is if you just pass, if you Republicans won't pass just a pre-canvassing bill because um, it takes away the fact that these conspiracy theories, according to this Democrat lawmaker. So um, that is a little nugget to keep in mind uh, as we move forward here in election season. And speaking of election season, you have something on John Fetterman. Um, you mean Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester. Yeah. Yes. Um, the neck, the neck think... heard around the world. Oh, dear Lord. This is him attempting to sneak at a rally in Scranton on Saturday. <laughs> Can see that in New Jersey. Oh my God. You know, I, before Dr. Oz came in, who ever heard the word coup de grace ever in their life? You know, the, the issues now that's left 
he gets like afraid like he's like like frankenstein's monster and sees like fire and stuff i'm not joking around this how is this how is this happening in our country where this (laughs) this is the candidate i'm with you i'm with you uh it's unbelievable it's unbelievable um but you shouldn't play those things joe because you're being insensitive to a stroke victim joe i i i mean i i i i I hate when people say that because what do you, do you want the stroke victim to be making decisions or, or speaking on the house or Senate floor? You cannot call person. him out on, on his, his issues, because if you do, you are being insensitive. You got to just let him go. Sorry. If, if, yep. if anyone that has mental issues that, that chooses to run, they have to win and they have to go all the way to the white house. As you saw just happen in 2020, you can't say anything bad about him. Can't say anything bad. Now you have to whisper. Like everything else around here, you know, you have to walk on eggshells. So we have to walk on eggshells around John Fetterman now, because he had a stroke and he can't speak. But at the same time, Correct. like he's he's running. Like if the, if the guy was running a Fortune 500 company, he'd be he'd be like go immediately. Like, ah, you know, we love you, but you can't do this anymore. Sorry, he's about to be running one of the biggest five, Fortune 500 companies in the world, the, the United States of America. Like. He has a vote in the Senate and he can't speak. He can't even wear, he can't even get dressed, probably. <laughs> His wife, Giselle, probably dresses him. Yeah. Uh, let's just, let's move on before. All right. We have some quick hits and uh, take it away. Okay. So, first, uh, the Queen's funeral, Joe Biden was seated in the first row, no, second row, no, third, fourth, the 14th row behind who? The president of Poland. A country that's been conquered more times than I could count on one hand. What the f- How do we fall so far? And he was late too, I think, and confused when he walked in. How do we fall so far? 14th row in two years. 14th row. I mean, come on. And like yeah. I said, you got to watch the video. He walks in, he's so confused. He doesn't know where he's going. Joe has to hold him tight. My God, talk about being embarrassed on the national stage. He should have been in the coffin. Yeah, well, there were some comments made at the United Nations uh, in the last day or two from the president of South Korea. Uh, he was caught on a hot mic uh, talking about Biden and, and his remarks at the United Nations. And um, they weren't good. But, um, <laughs> but we can get into that at, at a later date. We want to wrap, up, wrap this episode up here. So uh, go ahead. You had a team killed over politics. Yeah, this, this, I guess we could... Filed this under political violence? I don't know. Um, driver admitted to fatally striking teen at North Dakota Street Dance after a political dispute. Now, the court papers say the 41-year-old Shannon Brandt, who's the guy, 
I mean, you just never know in 2022. Confessed to a 911 dispatcher and police that fairly struck the 18-year-old, what is it, Kaylor Ellingson, with his vehicle following a political dispute. Okay, um, do you see where I can go with, with, with this one? Um, we're talking about political violence, but it only goes one way. It's only MAGA people. We had a teen get run over by a crazy person. I don't care if he's liberal or whatever. A crazy person ran over a teen. Why? Was it because of Joe Biden's speech with the red banners and the stormtroopers in the back? I, I, I don't know. Did, did that trigger this guy? But if it was the other side of the aisle, that would be the argument. And I'll give you some stats, too. This is from Comfortably Smug on Twitter. And he says, "Over oh, there's over 20 New York Times stories over the past month that mention political violence. Um, zero mentions of the kid that was just killed, Kayla Ellingston, the only American who has been murdered in an act of political violence in that time. Also, let's not forget, you had mentioned someone, someone was recently stabbed. Uh, uh, the, the journalist was stabbed to death by a Democratic politician. Let's not forget that early on, I think it was our second episode we covered this, Lee Zeldin was nearly stabbed a few weeks ago. And the perpetrator got away, or not got away, he got bail. He got bail originally. Yeah. I mean, the, the nerve that the news, the media has to not cover this story of a young kid getting run over. It's sad. It, it's, it, it's almost, you got to question their motives. It's not good going up to election. Will they go this far? They've gone this far with the Hunter Biden laptop covering that up. Numerous other things they've, they've lied about from the vaccine to Ukraine. So why not just ignore this story completely of a, of, of a tragic young 18 year old kid getting run over after a political dispute. But imagine roles reversed. What are you going to do? Right. Um, All right. So go ahead. Take it away. You have uh, something else here on President Trump. Yes. Okay. This is uh, President Trump um, talking about how materials are declassified. Play the video right now. People say other things. But as I understand, there doesn't have to be. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. And there doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. Now, I think he's actually correct in this, but he said you could just declassify it by waving your hand over and thinking about it. And everyone in the media was up in arms about this. I wish I had more time to play all the videos. Um, but what's the problem with that? According to the media, people can change their genders just by freaking thinking about it. Uh, I, I don't get it, man. I, I just don't get it. This was supposed to be about nuclear documents, this raid. Then it was about something else. Now it's about whether it was classified or not. They took his passports for some reason. Ah, I don't know. I don't even know. We'll continue to monitor this one, I guess. Right. And then one more I got. This is from, from New York City. Um, multiple suitcases filled with body parts have been found in an apartment building in New York City. So apparently um serial killers are back in new york congratulations new york um your policies have led from just crime to now actual serial killers putting bodies in suitcases we'll, they'll probably get bail too if they're ever caught um that's all i got for the quick hits mark take it away all right um i think that pretty much wraps up our episode we did want to finish with our disclose uh tv segment where we just kind of read some of the headlines from disclose from around the world uh, so we will go back. Um, let's go back a few days here and see what we could find. All right. Let's go to, we'll start back September 20th. Um, New Zealand raises alert level on 
Taupo supervolcano, which caused the largest eruption on Earth in the past 5,000 years. Hmm. Um, it's, just, <laughs> it's, a, it's basically a lake uh, with a massive volcano underneath it. So Wear a uh, mask. If that thing blows, you might want to wear a mask. Vest. Wear a mask. N95. Make sure it's fitted. Uh, they raised the alert level from like 0 to 1 on a scale from 1 or 0 to 5. So nothing to panic about just yet, uh, but something to watch. Germany. Clown show. A bigger clown show than the United States. Germany's producer price inflation surges by a staggering 7.9% to 45.8% in August. The highest increase since the survey began in 1949. They literally did this. They went through this 100 years ago, almost almost to like the day probably. Yeah. About it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the EU adopts additional $5 billion assistance to Ukraine. Yeah, that's all. Seeing a media narrative uh, shift on Ukraine as well. We'll get into probably next week. India seeks a phased implementation of the digital rupee, a central bank digital currency during the fiscal year, Deputy Central Bank Chief. If, oh boy, uh, if we have a digital dollar, which eventually it's going to happen, you could kiss your privacy goodbye. They will be able to track every single cent you spend. And that's just, that's the bare minimum. So, they're going to, they're going to shut you off. If, if you don't abide to their green energy stuff, they could just shut. Imagine oh, yeah. having your income shut off, not your income, oh, yeah. just your bank. Oh yeah. Sorry. No more strength. They did it in Canada. So don't think it can't happen. They did it to the Canadian truckers. Don't think they won't shut your shit down. Mm-hmm. It's coming. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing we will see a digital dollar by the end of the decade. That makes me nervous. Um, deaths due to an irregular heartbeat are likely to be one of the reasons more people than usual have been dying this year, with the number well above average so far. Hmm. Has anyone done anything in mass the past <laughs> two years? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, all right. Ukraine's Donetsk, Luhansk, Kherson and Zaporozhia regions to hold a referenda to join Russia between September 23rd and September 27th. So they're kicking off today. Pro-Moscow officials proclaim. Ukraine officials say these referenda won't be legal and reflect Russian desperation. I mean, look, the, the places from the beginning wanted to be independent. So I, I, I can see where they're going, where it looks like a fought election, but I, I don't think the, the, those regions want to be part of Ukraine for some reason either. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll just try to touch on Ukraine real quick. Also in that interview on 60 Minutes, Scott Pelley asked Biden about uh, how, how much longer are you going to continue to support Ukraine, and Biden said for as long as it takes. So is, that, is, is this all we're just going to do for the next two to six years potentially? Is just give them billions upon billions of dollars every couple months? If it was that Putin bad, is caught if, up. If it Go was ahead. that bad, you'd have you'd have troops over there from either the, the somewhere somewhere you'd have troops over probably U.S. forces on the ground something some kind of action. But all we're doing is just giving them money and weapons, and we're and not even help, we're not even watching what they're doing with the weapons. There's no end in sight. I mean, Putin just called up three hundred thousand reservists. I mean, they are digging their heels in. They cannot end this now. I mean, it would be Putin would look so weak if he were to pull back and, and end this war right now. And don't count out the use of nuclear weapons. I mean, he, he said it. I mean, I don't think he's one to bluff, but 
I was going to ask you this. Like, what would happen if he used a nuclear weapon in, okay. in Ukraine? So Zelensky wanted to guarantee, I think, Western countries that if, if Russia thought about using nuclear weapons, that the West would use nuclear weapons. Do, do you see how that's a problem? Do, do you see what we're getting into here? This is why we need to just let things go. But no, we dig our heels in and we have a total stuffed T-shirt in the White House. And this is what happens. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll talk more about that next week, uh, but that's something to definitely keep an eye on. Um, China continues to build inhumane quarantine camps at a rapid pace throughout the country. Uh, the one here in this video uh, I'm watching is said to be located in the Sichuan province and can imprison up to 30,000 people. Wow. <laughs> China. Who's calling China out on that, Joe? Who's calling China out on being the world's largest um, emitter of carbon dioxide? No one. Of pollutants? No one. Because no. hmm. they, they're paying everyone. They're paying our government officials probably. The money's coming from China. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Biden on border crisis. There are fewer immigrants coming from Central, and Mexico, Central America and Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. Shortage. That's because Trump made a deal with the country before. <laughs> Does everyone forget what happened from 2017 until early, mid-2020? Possibly. He had a deal with the countries. (laughs) Yep. Um, The U.S. Air Force will roll out its new B-21 stealth bomber the first week of December, the service's top weapons buyer said Tuesday. Northrop Grumman is building the B-21 at a factory in Palmdale, California. Yeah, we might need them. Oh, yes. I don't know how we're going to fill up with gas or strategic petroleum reserve is going to be gone but oh it's gone for sure maybe, by, maybe build gliders instead uh this is interesting joe um and i thought when i saw this i thought hmm sounds timing of this sounds interesting uh nato to ramp up weapons and ammunition production says secretary general stoltenberg wonder why you, you figure they would have done this leading up to russia's invasion of ukraine not now yeah um, anti-war protests in Moscow and several other cities in Russia underway. Uh, this was, I believe, two days ago. <clears throat> I can see the people of no. Russia being fed up with this. I well, mean, it's not going to work. It's believe me, they're not going to work. It's no. that, that, singing hymns outside of Putin's uh, outside the Kremlin is just not going to do it. I don't. Yeah. Like, uh, back to what we just said. Uh, Dmitry Medvedev, deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council threatens to use any weapon, including strategic nuclear weapons, to defend territories recognized by Russia. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great news. Wait. Uh, China, the world's biggest carbon emitter, says Europe must take positive steps to implement climate change goals. <laughs> what? <sighs> it's, it's, it's almost like they said that and they peeked their head up from behind and just laughed, laughed at us and peeked their head back down from behind like a fence. China is, they are special. Um, Zuckerberg's meta could, quote unquote, allow Trump to be back on Facebook from January 23. But we'll talk to, quote unquote, experts first to weigh the risk of real world harm, quote unquote. I mean, they, they, they have no choice but to let him back on because oh. their brand is dying. I think they have a choice, but yeah, you're, I don't know if that would save it, but yeah. It's not going to be save right. It. It's not going to yeah. save it, but uh, like I said, yeah. we, 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 we just delved into the Facebook nut a few episodes ago. I'm, I'm yep. my thoughts on that, so we'll see what happens. Nancy Pelosi, we saved the planet. We're saving the planet with record 
$360 billion to save the planet. Is that the Inflation Reduction Act? The, I mean, what, what else could it be? I don't know. Inflation Production Act. I, I don't know what they're saving. I don't know. Oh, my. Uh, $45.6 billion in pandemic unemployment aid may have been stolen by fraudsters. U.S. Labor Department watchdog estimates. Uh, you think? That's uh, probably being conservative. Yes, very conservative. Uh, Florida Governor DeSantis. I reject socialism outright. I reject Marxism, Leninism communism, any of these isms that have come out of a political theory that denies the worth of each and every individual. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen to that. I agree. UK's package to cap energy prices will cost $60 billion for the six months from October, the chancellor said. I'm, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. This is more like a subsidy so that the people yeah. of England, Great Britain, don't pay more than... Yes. Don't pay the actual cost of, of energy. Is that correct? But, but someone's paying. Someone's paying it somehow. It's, yeah, it's going to the energy companies, probably a little bit from the people, a little bit from the government. So, <sighs> all right. Uh, this is interesting, and I sent something to you about this. I think a few days back, we never really talked about it though. But uh, the EU Commission president on the upcoming elections in Italy, where a right wing victory is expected. We will see. If things go in a difficult direction, I've spoken about Hungary and Poland. We have tools. Ursula von der Leyen was asked at Princeton University, are there any concerns regarding the upcoming election in Italy? Also, considering a lot of politicians running have relationships with Putin. So um, she says we have tools. So the right wing candidate is, is, this, uh, is this woman, Georgia Maloney. I'm actually headed to Italy in 13 days. Um, so I will be reporting live uh, on site from Rome uh, when this happens. I don't know if it's going to happen when I'm there, but either way, this is interesting uh, that Italy has turned to the right a little bit. But if anything, history has you know, told us anything. It's that Italian governments don't last more than a couple of years and then they dissolve and break apart. And then it's just, you know, these different factions, you know, kind of kind of take over. But that's how their system is. It, it's not like, you know, they don't they don't go into yeah. Right. If you thought the United States was bureaucratic, uh, try going to Italy. But keep in mind, Sweden just elected a far, well, for them, it's far right uh, government. Mm -hmm. It's happening all over the globe, yeah. man. Hungary, Poland. This is what happens when liberalism becomes so cancerous to the point where people just say enough's enough. And that's basically the bottom line. Uh, the Dow Jones drops below 30,000 today. Um, first, nuclear reactor in Belgium will be shut down today despite high power prices due to a law on nuclear phase-out. This was in part an agreement to appease the Green parties in government who have been noteworthy for their long-standing opposition to nuclear power, according to the Brussels Times. Hmm. Why would you want a clean energy like nuclear that emits steam? I, I, don't, I don't get why we don't do nuclear energy. I mean, Three Mile Island scared people and stuff, but it's China's building nuke plants. China's building them. <laughs> Oh, uh, we know uh, because it's not it's not virtue signaling. You know, it's not, you know, looked at as green like uh, solar and wind are because you have to virtue signal when it comes to the climate. And if you don't virtue signal, you are a climate denier. Yeah. You know, you're right wing. Uh, what else do we got? <clears throat> Estonian prime minister warns that Russia could be preparing to disconnect the three Baltic countries from its, from its electricity grid, leading <laughs> to potential blackouts. Bloomberg reports. Potential blackout. So translation, 
blackouts are coming. Yes. And um, finally, we'll end with Germany. The German government to set up a new department for energy, security, and economic stabilization amid the energy crisis. Yesterday, Economy Minister Halbeck of the Green Party complained about the high workload in his ministry. People are getting sick. They have burnout. They get tinnitus, tinnitus. They can't take it anymore. Oh, my. What are we going to do with Germany, Joe? Uh, imagine living there. That, that actually might be one of the worst first world countries to live in. Absolutely. So anything else, Joe, on your end? I got nothing on my end. Um, it was just uh, a fun weekend. Like I said, we had, but Mike Mancini got married. If we're going to close it up here. Um, Congratulations to Mike. Yes. Big congrats to Mike. Beautiful wedding in Cape Cod. Um, seems like he has beautiful in-laws, beautiful family there. Uh, the wedding was gorgeous. The food was even better. And the time spent with the friends and family was the best. So, All right. All right, guys. Well, uh, have a great weekend. That's our show. And we will see you all next week. See ya. Bye.